A good day and welcome to episode 110 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and this week joined by a wonderful guest. He's been a friend in the community for years now, and he's been doing his own thing on the podcasting network as well, so we're happy to have him. It's Darren Simmons. Darren, how the hell are you doing? What's up, Steve? Thank you for having me on. I like how you say part of the community, and I've totally been MIA from the Discord, and I've been terrible, but Don't I worry. Work. Don't, don't worry. We all kind of <laughs> lurk in the Discord because sometimes it gets a little quiet. I know during like the holidays, it was almost like it was like a complete ghost town. So don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, thank you for having me, sir. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's You're great cool. to have you here. And we have a lot to talk about. But before we get into the wonderful topic of this week's episode, where can everybody out there find you on the Internet? Where can they find the awesome work you're doing and just, like, what are you into for games? What are some of your favorites? What are some of your go-tos? And what is something that you're currently playing? So you can find me anywhere at XX on Twitter, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. That's just my tag everywhere. I'm a weeb, and that shit has <laughs> stuck with me for years, and I've never decided to change my name. Um, but, uh, yeah, as Steve mentioned, I do my own gaming podcast now called Rusty Rupees. Um, if you look for us there on Twitter, it's Rusty Rupees with two Y's because Twitter's some hoes, and I will never change that. Because <laughs> we, we had gotten our original handle, and then yeah. something happened where we got locked out of it. And so anytime we tried recovering it, it just was not happening. So we had to make a second one, just adding an extra Y. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we kind of do the same thing as you guys. Um, just go over weekly gaming topics. Um, we just recently went weekly. We were doing bi-weekly for a while just because schedules, syncing that up is hard. Um, oh, and yeah. And making a podcast is hard. That shit is work. Um, You're telling so, me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we do pretty much do the same thing, except we're a bunch of chaotic, nonsensical fucks. It's me and three of, of my friends. Very Oakland-centric, so... We're black. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> just throwing that out there now if you listen. So, um, But besides that, yeah, um, we're a good time trying to trying to do more um, as far as uh, streaming a lot more. We do weekly Tekken streams um, where I have progressively gotten worse the longer we've been doing it. Oh, no. And Yeah. It, I don't know. Well, see, that, that, that's good because now what you can do is you can make a video series of, like, your training for your redemption. And so you can turn it into, like, a fighting montage, have, like, some 1980s music in the background. I think Honestly, that's good content right there. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, slowly trying to do a little bit more um, as far as what I'm into. Like I said, I'm a weeb. I play RPGs. I play JRPGs. Uh, right, literally right before recording, I was on Kingdom Hearts because the new DLC just dropped. I just platinumed Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, which I've been stuck on since before 3 came out, because critical mode is hard. Yeah. It makes you want to cry. Uh, but I did that this morning, so. Like, a lot of those platinums that are like, oh, you need to do it on this specific difficulty, those are the ones I never go for, because I know some of those difficulties, I'm like, I'm not going to have the patience. So I have to give you a lot of credit for that, because that takes patience, determination, game much respect the only game i can do this for and <laughs> this is my third kingdom hearts platinum because me and one of my podcast members justin we were before three came out um we kind of gave ourselves the challenge of trying to platinum all of them before the game came out and so it got to around december of 2018 um when we were on two 
and we still had two more games to go through before the eventual release date um, at the end of January. And yeah. so we kind of critical mode is hard. It's nightmarish. And we were trying to rush through it. And that was the last thing we had to do. And we looked up how long it would take to get the platinums for the other two remaining games. And we're like, we don't got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> so a year's gone by. This DLC is about to come out. And I'm like, okay, I'm almost there. Let me, let me push. And this past week, I managed to make it happen. So I'm proud of myself. That's awesome. Kingdom Hearts Tokyo Mirage Session just came out last week. So been on that a little bit. And been trying to push the Nier Automata initiative again because that game is amazing. Everybody play Nier Automata, please. please. See, I, I need to play that game and mostly because I think it was like two years ago when that game came out. It was in the, it was three in years now. Three years, okay. Yeah. So it was when it was nominated for, I think, best score in the game awards and it won it. But when we did our prediction oh, did that show, year? yeah, it did. And the reason this always sticks out to me is because we did our prediction show. And when we were going through that one, I remember very vividly, Matt Martinez is like, well, we can just count this one out because we know it's not going to win. <laughs> See, that and was sure me enough. for this re- this year's uh, Game of the Year. Because oh, yeah. I love Sekiro. But I was just like, that's definitely not going to win. <laughs> and I definitely go. didn't think it was going to win. I, nope. I thought it would be like either Death Stranding or Resident Evil. And then I thought Control maybe was going to be like a dark horse because it was, it was getting Death a lot Stranding of fan love. Control for me. Yeah. And then and when they when they said go. Sekiro, I thought that was like one of those moves. It's like, you know, this is probably like the safest choice. Like everyone can agree that it's a very good game technically. So and I, I, I look at it as almost like a nice little kind of lifetime achievement award for the from software because they make great games and it's yes. just because it's such a niche audience that maybe they don't get the recognition that they really should be getting so i think it's cool that Sekiro actually did pull it home just because it ended up being one of those like good head scratcher moments because it's like yeah i mean all right honestly I can get down with that <laughs> yeah i'm like that was one of my favorite games last year and as much as i loved it and seeing fire emblem wasn't even in that category i was like well it's gonna be death stranding or control i guess and that was the one i like instantly counted out second i was like that's not winning yeah <laughs> but, but yeah near, play near it's great 2017 right. was a cheat code ass year oh my it god wasn't fair <laughs> and near is one of those games that if you did not play need to play it don't see it as you play multiple times because it's all part of one story that is the one thing i would give people because there's multiple playthroughs and so yeah misconception is you have to beat the game several times just think of it as you're playing as character sections yeah and once playthrough c hits that's the secondary part of the game where it's the word things start hitting all right so i'll have to add that to the ever-growing list of the backlog although what we're going to talk about in a little bit these delays it's given us some some free time here so there's, there's actually a chance for that but before Thank we get the into the, the topic of the the podcast what is your all-time favorite game? What is the one that you will always fall back to as your like comfort food of video games? It is between... Up until I finally like started getting into Final Fantasy games, it, I would say Kingdom Hearts 2, specifically. Yeah. Um, but Final Fantasy 6, that's my all-time favorite game. Um, and this is coming from somebody who did not get into Final Fantasy games until playing the original Kingdom Hearts. The only RPG I played back then was Pokemon. And yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's how I was as a kid, too. It was like Pokemon yeah. was my RPG experience. And then Skyrim hit me in the face. And I lost a lot of hours to that. Didn't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't like uh, turn-based games like that, cons- even though considering Pokemon. 
But um, I know Pokemon is just like different, though. You know, it like is. it's weird it because it is turn based. It's the same as all this stuff, but there's just something about it. I don't know. It must be the little the little pocket monsters. That that's Honestly. what it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, first Final Fantasy I ended up playing after really getting into Kingdom Hearts was twelve, and then I started going backwards, and then once I hit six, I was like, how did this game come out on a Super Nintendo? Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. These themes in this game doesn't make sense. The music doesn't make sense like everything about that game's existence for the time period it came out in does not make sense and i love it and it's perfect and then i played seven last year finally and i called that game overrated and now that's in that upper echelon of final fantasy games for me too i'm just like okay i get it it's not overrated this game's great how did this happen so i'm I'm guessing you're you're probably looking forward to the remake then the more I was playing the original last year, the more I was like, holy shit, this is going to look amazing in the remake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited. That's what I've heard from a few of the fans. I ha- I've i never been into the, the Final Fantasy games myself. I think I need, like, because I know that Seven's like, the big one. I might just try to get into it with the remake because I think it will have combat that's more appealing to, I guess, my play style. So I think I might mm-hmm. try to dabble with the, the Final Fantasy Seven remake. And I know some people, like some of the original diehards, might be like, that's blasphemous. You should play the original first. But the original is dated as fuck. um surprisingly um even though i 100 percent agree with you i think you could get into the remake and be a-okay all right that's good Um, that's what i was hoping then (laughs) yeah but definitely i was very surprised on how not dated final fantasy 7 feels Hmm. all right besides the like character sprites like the um the pre-render backgrounds and everything looks fantastic as far as the um upscaling that they did the combat and movement like you can trigger the times three speed Yep. So everything is not slow. You can make those battles go by quickly and everything like that. And the story and everything hold up very well. I was actually kind of like, how did this happen? How did was this created in 97? Yeah. Because of how well it holds up. Like, it's definitely not. There are, there are definitely games from that era where you're like, oof, this is this is hard. Yeah, that I is, like Final Fantasy I'm, I'm VII a, is not one of those. I'm a big Resident Evil fan, but even I will say it's very tough to go back and play the the original ones. Yeah. The remake fantastic, but the the camera angle and the original one and just like the way you aim, it's it's too janky now. Yeah. But and, this um, is yeah. this is a, I think a good spot because now we kind of transition into what we're kind of talking about, but before we kind of move into the topic again great having you this is going to be a fun little episode and so for the topic we're going to go into the kind of landscape of 2020 so we already had a few delays as we mentioned earlier so we kind of talk about how those delays have impacted what the year is looking like what we thought about them and then also what we're really looking forward to this year because not only do we have the games at the end of this year we know we got next generation we got the xbox series x we got the ps5 So we get a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things to look forward to. But to kind of kick it off, what were some of your thoughts when you saw kind of all these games get delayed? We got Final Fantasy VII Remake got delayed just a month, so nothing major there. But then the Mm -hmm. Avengers gets delayed till September, September 4th. And then you get Cyberpunk getting delayed till September 17th. So I don't know what your thoughts on it originally, but I know when when these things all got released, specifically the Avengers and Cyberpunk, I think this was back at E3. I think that's when they got release dates. And I remember our E3 recap episode, I specifically said I'd be stunned if both of those games don't get delayed. And sure enough, they got delayed. So I was kind of expecting it. But what were your thoughts when you saw that these big-name games got delayed? Avengers made sense 100%. 
Um, yeah. We have not seen enough of that game to really, to kind of build faith. Yeah. Um, their beta, like you pre-order the game, you get the beta access, which they haven't talked about at all. Right. And they just, what was it, maybe two, three months ago that they actually made public the um, the behind the uh, behind closed doors uh, gameplay demo for that. Yeah. Um, which looked way better than the initial E3 showing, which personally I was just like, yeah, it looks all right. Yeah, um, I know because um, uh, Josh Silverman, um, he played it at PAX West and we, he, we were talking about it afterwards mm-hmm. that he actually really enjoyed what he got to play. And he was like, this, this completely changed what he thought it was when he saw mm-hmm. that little E3 preview. That's what it seemed like the consensus was too, is that anybody who actually got hands on were like, this game's awesome. It, and what we got shown was very much not a good representation of what the actual game was. So yeah. that's nice. But if they need these extra months, good on them. Um, I think that was too close to Last of Us anyway. <laughs> yeah. But now that it's so close to Cyberpunk, we have to see how that turns out anyway. That's the, I know they, those they two must things have been be... so bummed when they saw that Cyberpunk got delayed after them. Like, ah, shit. <laughs> we right. thought we were away from them. <laughs> and as much as I'm excited for Final Fantasy, I'm very happy it got pushed back that extra month. Yeah. Because um, A... March is, has too much going on for it right now, anyway. Um, let's see. What is still coming out for people who like Souls-y type stuff? Neo's coming out. Doom yeah. and Animal Crossing are coming out the same day. These are just three of the big things that I'm I know. And you get there's a, pers- but Persona like, there's like 5 Royal. Other... Like, that'll oh, get God, to people. That's at the end of the month. <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think that might actually just got delayed. I don't know. I have to double check that. I thought I saw something. Uh, but... That one, it was coming out next month, but then it got pushed to March. Oh, pushed to March. Okay. Yeah. But yeah the Doom is going to be a big one because all the uh, the initial impressions of that are like they're raving about it. They're saying it's probably like one of the better Dooms they've ever played. So I think that's going to end up stealing a lot of attention. And I think Doom mm-hmm. is actually going to benefit probably the most from all these delays because i think it's gonna I think so too it's really gonna dominate conversation up until the last of us 2 comes out because i mm-hmm. mean naturally we'll have final fantasy 7 remake and we have the resident evil 3 nemesis remake but i still think with a you know a new doom game that kind of just like punches you in the face is like this is what awesome. we can this is what we can do with doom now and like change it up a little bit because i played a little mm-hmm. bit at pax west and it's fucking fun so I'm really interested to see how the they benefit from all these big name games getting pushed back. So now they can kind of dominate conversation in the early part of the year. And I think overall, too, especially with Cyberpunk getting pushed back, like the big thing before the couple days before um, when we got Final Fantasy announced that it was getting delayed. I think those two games were the biggest things in competition with one another. Yeah. And I know that they're two completely different type of RPG games, but people would find a way to play both of them anyway. Yeah. But also the just the caliber and hype between both of them are very clashing with one another. So them being away from one another is great. And Doom to Final Fantasy to or Doom to Resident Evil to Final Fantasy, all of these are very different games as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that they have their fan bases and people know what they're going to want to play. Right. So here's your crazy shooter. Here's your horror game. Here's your game that you've been waiting 22 years to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's people like so me true. in the middle at animal crossing and doom. Like, well, I'm going to be falling asleep to animal crossing anyway. So this is here for me. 
I need then, to. I think I need to play Animal Crossing just because of all the shit I've heard about Tom Nook. I need to know if he's as corrupt as people say. See, listen, I'm going to give a brief summary of Tom Nook for you. For anybody out there who don't know Animal Crossing. You, you, in this the New Horizons, this I'm, I'm understanding that you're on an island. Mm. Hey, kid, welcome to town. You're new here, right? Don't worry. You don't. I, I, I know you don't have anywhere to live yet, so here's this tent. You want a house, though, right? Go on, and it's only 20,000 bells. Go on and own those and come talk to me. You got a house. Good on you. But this is only a small room. You want to make it bigger, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just a steady process from there of you building up your house. And, like, I'm imagining this is going to expand your island to some extent. I don't know. I just know that I wasn't an Animal Crossing fan till New Leaf, and I didn't care. But my old, um, one of my old coworkers, like, told me, he's like, come on, man, we're going to be driving to E3. You could play it on the car ride. I was like, fine, all right. Man, when I tell you that from that point forward for a clean, like, three months, I didn't go to sleep till, like, two or three because I was like, I got three more Beatles to catch. And I'm like, <laughs> Holy shit. It, it's it's very addicting in Tom a good Nook way. Tom got you. He got you. He got me. But also my <laughs> villagers got me. You make friends. You start yeah. building up your town and everything. And then you start seeing new people come in like, hey, I heard about you. So I wanted to move here, too. And you're like, oh, cool. And then when you don't play for a while, you come back. The town's empty. There's weeds in front of your house. Your hair's all busted. You got roaches running around your house. You're like, what happened? Holy shit. Tom Nook, and then got I, you. <laughs> it's not even Tom Nook. It's you. You abandoned your town. That's and then so you depressing. see one villager. <laughs> You're There's like, I was playing other games. <laughs> Honestly. And they're just like, Mayor, what happened? You Just like you were gone. Everybody started leaving. It's so lonely here. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Oh, my like, God. That's so it makes depressing. You feel like. You weren't playing this, and now people noticed. <laughs> I get like so many good games, but uh, I don't know. We got a lot going on. Is there anything else big in May at this point besides Last of Us? So with May, it looks like because Marvel's Iron Man that got pushed back. I that believe that got pushed May. back too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that's again, that's kind of a niche audience because I know that there's like a, I think like two million PSVR sales, but so it's still. You have to imagine that's not going to be like a huge seller, but I think it's going to be because like it looks like a for lot people of fun. who care, yeah, for like mm-hmm. the people who have PSVR. At this point, it, we're so close to next gen. Like, I'm just going to wait for whatever they do because I'm sure they're going to make like a, a new version of PSVR that's going to be like more compatible or like just better functioning for PS5. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. waiting off on that. I think one thing I did want to kind of mention is because like one of the the big stories that came out of all the delays. And I know I think it was Jason Schreier and Kotaku had reported on it was that it's kind of this misconception that it's almost like you think that they're going to have now more time and like it's going to be less hectic. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that they're everybody's just working like just now more days of overtime. And I think that's kind of shitty because why can't like they just stretch it out? You know, like this now gives you the chance yeah. to give them some space, because especially when. CD Projekt Red is saying, like, oh, you know, it, it's it's playable. Like, we just need to put the finishing touches on it. It's like, all right, so if you get now, you know, five more months, maybe give them a chance to breathe a little bit. So it is a little mm-hmm. depressing to hear that it's it's not the cure for, like, this crunch. And so you still kind of wonder, like, at what point will they kind of realize we, we got to, like, stop doing this because it's hurting literally everybody who's working for us. Like, the... <sighs> When it comes to crunch, it's always a shitty thing to talk about. And yeah. anytime it comes out, it's like, well, fuck. Especially when 
there's a major delay. Yeah, like you said, five months away. We're like, all right, cool. That's fine. Work on this game. We've been waiting for it for a long time. But at the same time, it's we don't know if how many of these people are like, yeah, we really because there's two sides of that coin, too, where you yeah. hear people just like, yeah, I'm working these long hours, but we've been working on this for so long. I want to see it be the best thing it could be. Or they could have released it in in April and it comes out not being at the quality that people expect yeah. it to be at. Get all that backlash, get all the extra um, flack for it instead of pushing it back, but still having to work hard. Because one way or another, it seems like they're going to be having to put those extra man hours in. And then yeah. also they said that the multiplayer is delayed till 2021. So it's like, who, who's it's, buying Cyberpunk for the multiplayer anyway? <laughs> I, Honestly, but then again, well, well no, we'll I won't see, say that about it. GTA because oh yeah, no, that how... online, whew, that online community is it's awesome. <laughs> oh boy, but people play it and people spend shark cards on it. That's what and it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes, how Cyberpunk's gonna come across with it being the big open world that it is? Yeah. Like there was gonna have to be time put in one way or another, and. We don't know if this is for, like, every company, if it's just CJ Project Red. Because it seems like we haven't really had any bad, bad news come out of, from them as of late, have we? From what I can well, I know, think of, I, really. I, I do know that they do kind of have, like, back, I think, when, like, The Witcher it was. Uh, but they do kind of have a history of, like, having some crunch issues. But, again, like, that that's the kind of the tough part is, like, there are so many studios that do have the crunch issues. So I think I, mm-hmm. the, the thing that sucked about all this is that this we there was just like this misconception that everybody thought oh cool the delay means that they can kind of take their time with it but then you kind of find out that they're still kind of working that overtime so i think i don't know because i think consumers at this point are very accepting of delays the problem is you know the companies who are publishing these games they have their deadlines and they're the ones who are mm-hmm. kind of causing all this it, it goes down kind of like that tunnel where it's like they're the ones who are forcing the the tougher working conditions or like the longer hours because they have to hit the deadline even when they push the deadline back and all the consumers are like hey yeah take as much time as you want which means take as much time as you want and actually like let them have solid working conditions where they can still be functioning humans and not just stress exactly. themselves out you know at the end of the day a deadline is still a deadline so yeah so it all depends on how much work is really being attributed to all this. But if, because even when they asked that question, he was just like, it's not going to be too much crunch, but there's still going to be crunch. Yeah. And that's, at the end of the day, sucks. Yeah. Because these really people want to go home. They want to, they want to live properly. But I know at, they also want to see this big project come to fruition. Yeah. It's it's always such a dicey thing. Like it really is. I think any delay is a good delay for the most part. But when it attributes to something like this, and now you have to, like, with us having the mindset of like, fuck, this is a now eight month long crunch process. Yeah. And that's why it's it's good that the stories keep coming to light because again, like, hopefully, the more the consumers see of that, the more we'll be accepting of you know what, take even more time, make sure that everything is not only you know a proper game but also proper working conditions and so hopefully the game companies start to see that that i th- i would say over the past few years because i feel like delays have become 
maybe it's just like recency bias. I, I just don't remember it as much when I was younger, like these games getting delayed. Mm-hmm. I really feel like release dates were just kind of like, here's what it was, and that's when the game comes out. But now, over the past few years, I would say like maybe the five past five, ten or t- five or ten years, I would say the the delays have become more prevalent, and we've just become more accepting because we know that it's a lot of fucking work to make these things. Mm-hmm. So we're, we all have like a little bit of a better understanding of the process, even though we're still very much on the outside looking in, but that makes us a lot more accepting when it's like, all right, it's going to get delayed. Cool. And if it takes even longer and that means that they're going to have better working conditions, then that's even better because I'm a firm believer that if a, if a game just tells us like, Hey, it's going to come out 2020 cool i don't need an exact date i don't need even like an exact like Tsushima is a perfect uh example yeah. summer cool fuck it whatever and i think it was um <laughs> i think it was fallout 4 didn't they like pretty much announce like the week before they announced what the date in um they announced what that date coming out in what november of that year yeah and like, it was like i think like the week or two before the game actually came out and i get it like fallout is a very popular series so that game was probably going to sell well regardless but a lot of these games are, are big name games that are, you know, have extraordinary levels of hype to the point where, yeah, it doesn't matter when the game comes out, it's going to sell and it's going to sell incredibly well. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm more than fine if more game companies adopt the model of just giving like blanket, very vague release windows or not even doing it at all. Just saying, you know, when they know they're close, they can just say, hey, it's coming soon. Uh, like that'd be great looking at you yeah right (laughs) instead of just like keep doing the delays (laughs) right (laughs) i mean honestly the i I hope more of that coming to light just means that better practices will come of it um but so now in the first half of the year like we only have i guess final fantasy 7 we have doom animal crossing uh resident evil 3 remake and then obviously like mm-hmm. Neo to a lesser extent. I know Neo sold well, um, but I feel like it's still kind of looked at as almost like, uh, like a, a soul. It's like, very it's much not... like that. It has room to breathe now because there's no longer Final Fantasy there. Yeah. But there's a doom looming over it. And then at the end of the month, yeah, like you had mentioned earlier, Persona Five, which I'm totally getting because I will spend another hundred hours in that game, but <laughs> I don't know when. And yeah. then with Final Fantasy, like you mentioned, like we're fine with just give a release year or something like that. But yeah. to Square Enix's detriment, and me being a huge Square Enix fan, Final Fantasy XV got announced <laughs> yeah. in 2006 under a different name. <laughs> and then Kingdom Hearts 3 got officially announced, like shown off, shown off in 2013. It didn't yeah. come out to 2019. Final Fantasy VII Remake got announced 2014. 14 2015 well, yeah like when did um the avengers get announced wasn't that like 2015 or something like that it got announced <laughs> officially saying we're making an avengers game like yeah it was like 2015 2016 that's why and everybody was see it yeah, until that's last why everybody year. was pissed at e3 because they were like that's what we got we got the gameplay we, exactly we got, a, we got a trailer not even like gameplay <laughs> square i love you but just just wait <laughs> it's okay just don't let us know it exists because yeah. the moment you let people know it exists the hype is there yeah but hype dies after half a decade or so <laughs> of waiting and then when it comes to final fantasy 7 they could take as much time as they need to because of what this game is yeah and the legacy that it has yeah, like exactly. they're not and like let's be honest as as a fan of both of these games final fantasy 15 was okay 
at best at launch and it took two years for it to be a complete game and then three came out like i'm still love i love that game to all with all my being but it's okay yeah at the end of the day it's it's a very mediocre kingdom hearts game too and final fantasy 7 can't be that because this is still just the first part of the game yeah there's multiple there's there's gonna be multiple games in the series of a story that people already know and this is the this is the template so if they fuck this up this is not gonna be they can't have a fuck up on such a great game and also something that they're expecting people to come back for two to three more times. That's true. And pay $60 to X amount of collector's edition money, which I will give them. But still, <laughs> like, not everybody will be a crazy person like me. Oh, I, I feel like with, with that fan base, they probably have a lot of people going for that collector's edition. Uh-huh, it's yeah, see, something dollars. Yeah, see, you're you're not gonna be alone. I guarantee it. You'll have plenty of people. Oh, out I there. know I'm not. <laughs> but what I mean, like, if they push it back a month, cool. They could push it back till September. Fuck it, yeah. whatever. Just make it good. And they and the good thing I know for them is that they recognize what they have on their hands and understand what it means to people. And that's the thing that I'm glad. Would you would you say that Final Fantasy VII Remake is probably your most anticipated first half game? Yes and no. Because, okay. Because I know what it is, and I know what it's like the section of the game is. So it's like it's not yeah. like I'm expecting, oh my god, I get to experience all of Final Fantasy VII soon again. No, right. I'm yeah, experiencing the first five to ten hours in an elongated expanded version of what i of what i know and understand yeah just in a different way but then there's a last of us 2 right there right around the corner <laughs> right around exactly the corner. that's and that's the one that's that's got me most excited for the first half although naughty dog has never failed me i so. will i will say i mean th- there's one other game that really gave this a run for its money and I, I think you know what i'm talking about and of course i'm talking about fucking fast and furious crossroads like that's coming out in may too folks <laughs> game of the show Goddamn, game awards that 2019 so bad it looks almost like ps2 need for speed level graphics so so i don't know if people remember but there was a fast and furious game that came out on ps3 i do not remember um, this it's okay it's understandable and when i tell you this looks like the same game oh no <laughs> this came out i want to say this game because i was working at gamestop at the time and i remember it being asked then maybe 2013 2014 on ps3 yeah why would they close the show out with that oh god it's the game of the year right here right now yeah put it on series x put it on ps5 no competitors i mean like that's that's what i'm saying like jeff needs somebody talking in his ear because there were a lot of tone deaf moments there like when they had the muppets announce like the games for impact it's like and then it was the, the i love the muppets i do but too. that was weird <laughs> it, like the it was a great skit but it should not have been the one announcing the game for impact winner grease and thank you dr honeydew <laughs> right like it's just so tone deaf and then the other one was when they had subway sponsor the indie game of the year like indie games are literally all about not having corporate backing and they have fucking shitty subway sandwiches eat fresh 
E-Fresh. Come, like, you could have had that be, like, the eSports one. And no one would have batted an eye. Because of, like, Nobody yeah, would have like, batted an eye. That makes sense for eSports, but... Just, fucking just, just have Stadia back you. I'm just saying. Just have, oh, yeah. Just have those amazing <laughs> Stadia. I have a lot to say about Stadia, but we're not going to go around. I know, I, that's right going to be – we're definitely in the coming weeks, we're going to have to do a Stadia topic because I just saw, like, they're saying, like, we're going to have, like, 120 games in the library. It's like, that's it? It's like, 120 and 10 exclusives. Yeah, it's like, that's all you got? All right. Oh, yeah. Stadia. So I, 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 I begrudgingly talk about this having tried Stadia myself. Uh, uh, it wasn't good yeah. for me. <laughs> I think it might have been because, like, you know, it's at a big convention. As I played it at PAX, but like, holy shit, was it rough? So I don't know. Ma- maybe it's better. Maybe it's better if it's like right in your home. But I would say no, it's not. It's not. It's not okay. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I know I'm not going to be buying that. But <laughs> onto the games we will be buying. So, Last of Us Part Two, that's that's definitely up there. So, like for for me, it's that one and Resident Evil Three Remake are my two big ones. I'm I'm not a huge Doom fan. I am going to pick up Doom Eternal because I did like what I played with it. I think Doom is going to surprise me with how much I'm really going to enjoy it. Um, but I think the ones that I'm really looking forward to, just from a like my fanhood standpoint, is Resident Evil Three and then Last of Us Two. Naturally, I just want to see more games on this Resident Evil engine. Like, it's just so pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so, so good. Nice. And the Nemesis, Nemesis looks so oh, awesome. Man. It looks great, and I love the setting of the the Nemesis game. How it's the day before what happens in two. So I love how like you kind of still have Raccoon City when it's like still being like torn apart. So very excited to relive that again in just like the way updated game engine like resident evil 2 last year was still one of my favorite games because i played through i think like four times i still want to play through it Oof. again just because it's just so much fun such a good like horror survival game and now i'm so excited that they're doing more with resident evil 3 i'm sure eventually they'll keep milking that cash cow and resident evil 4 will come of it too but keep doing it because they're great but right. last of us 2 Naturally, this gets pushed back. I'm okay with that because it's like I was. I mean, obviously, if it came out in February, great. I would have been able to play it earlier, but I know I'm already going to just sink in a ton of time to make sure that I can play through this game, really enjoy the story. I'm curious to see where they go with it because I'm sure you've heard plenty because I know you're, you know, you're a Last of Us fan, but I'm sure you've heard plenty of people say that this is a game that never needed a sequel. So I am curious I to see. I agree with that 100%. Yeah, because like. I was I was part of that. Once the game ended, I was like, I'm good. Oh, man, that I'm ending good. I don't still, need anything oh. else. One of, the, one of the best endings of a game just because of how, just of a gut punch it was. Like uh, One of the best starts and one of the best finishes. Yeah. So I, I, I will up. agree. Like, it, this is a game that could have stand on its own, but. I'm not going to say no to a sequel because I really did oh, enjoy. Oh, 100%. They announced it. Yeah. Like. That initial um, reveal trailer, like very few games could do this, and I honestly wish they had it just done it this way. Where like it showed the forest, and we didn't know what it was, and then you saw the Firefly logo. Like I was like in the trailer there. Yeah. That's all we fucking needed, and then it kept going, and I was like, I'm okay with this, but this is like Naughty Dog Games or Last of Us as a whole. Like I think um what was it that new Players Unknown game that got announced at um 
the game awards where Shota Forest oh yeah in snow or some shit like that i was just like see you don't get to do that yeah <laughs> you don't get to do that because it was literally just a forest and we don't know what the fuck is about to happen last of us could do that because they gave just enough to let you know hey the last of us is coming back yeah so i'm, I'm very like, much looking forward to that one i'm excited like i'm uh, despite all these delays with the last of us being the first one to kind of kick it off yeah being pushed back to february I was stressed the fuck out originally with the, all the dates. Oh, I know. Before that Last of Us got pushed back, I was stressed out, man. <laughs> yeah, because it was pretty much the way I was looking. I was like, Jesus. I was like, February like through May because Avengers was originally in May. I was like, I'm gonna have to buy like two games a month, mm-hmm. and that's like, and that's two like sixty dollar games. That's not counting like any like the the lower price indie games that'll surely be coming out over the next few months. That. You know, right. so those are the ones that don't always get like the big dramatic release dates. They just show up in the Nintendo eShop on a Thursday and you get lost as you scroll through the thousands of games. I've had to stop looking. It's, it's <laughs> I've a had lot. to stop yeah. scrolling through it because I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed with too much content. And it's like half of the games too. Because um, we got that indie showcase not too long ago. I think uh, that one game, Earth Knight, is about to come out this week. Yep. I want to say. Yeah. Like, oh shit, did that come out today? That might be today. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, that was a game where I was just like, cool, dragons. And it looks, I'm like, it's an endless runner type game. And I kind of like the aesthetics. Cool. All right. That'll probably be 15, 20 bucks. I'm yeah. down for it. Like so much stuff sprinkled like that. It's insane. And then we get remakes. We get stuff that we, we didn't even know we were getting. Like that Resident Evil remake. We didn't know we were getting that until recently. So. I know there were rumblings. They were like, "Yeah, we were we were kind of planning on it," and then all of a sudden, when they were showing that trailer for that Project Resistance game, which was like, everybody. I remember when that first got announced. Everyone was like, "Do we need this?" And now that it's just like the multiplayer aspect of this, <laughs> yeah. Because when they showed that, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna show some story for it." I didn't think anything of it, and then I was like, "Oh my god, this is actually just." this is going to be the game. This is Nemesis. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was a Did cool Did you hear reveal. about the story behind um, RE3 Remake? No. Um, it was, I forget when it was, but there was an episode of um, Kind of Funny Games Daily where um, Imran was talking about it. I guess originally uh, 2 and 3 were supposed to be one part of one game. Oh, my God. They were going to have it as a whole thing. But because of how long it was taking, they they just decided to split the two projects apart yep. so that they could bring out um, RE2. And then that's why 3 is turning around and coming out a year later. Yeah. Because apparently it was supposed to come out back in RE2 and 3. They were supposed to come back out in 2018, I want to say. They, they were supposed to come out a year prior. But because of how long that was taking, they're just like, fuck it. We'll split the two things apart. We could do that because they're two separate games still yeah. instead of having it as one whole packet. So I'm like, cool. That makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm still gonna pay so, for it. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> I'll still throw and my it, money. They look phenomenal. Unless, like, yeah, unless I'm, anybody out there from Capcom is listening and wants to throw your boy a code. Yeah, I'll, right, I'll still right throw here. the money at hey. it though. <laughs> They're getting money. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I, so many games. Are I, yeah, out. I'm happy that the first half is a little bit spaced out now, and then the second half. Because the summer, we get some good stuff kicking off. Obviously, we got Ghost of Tsushima, which is just kind of like summer 2020. We still don't have a firm date. I love Sucker Punch. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Infamous games. So I'm very Same. much looking forward to this because I, I love the, the samurai aesthetic. And I like how 
it doesn't seem like it's going to be it, this is almost like a soul's light because it, you can kind of have the similar like samurai style combat as like a neo but it's not going to be mm-hmm. that punishing brutality of like a souls type game so i am kind of it has the mobility looking like of sekiro too yeah so i am uh, i think they knew how to not space like they managed to find a good way to space apart all these samurai feudal japan era games yeah, right. that have come out <laughs> But yeah, I, way. I, I I have nothing but faith in what Sucker Punch can do. And, uh, you know, I love it because mm-hmm. it, it's a new Same IP. Here. You know, I love when we get a new franchise, try something different. Like, that's why, like, Horizon Zero Dawn, that's why it's one of my favorites. It sticks out to me because it blew me away. You know, it kind of came out of nowhere. Gorilla sh- completely shifted what they were doing. And they made an incredible mm-hmm. game. And so this is kind of the same thing. Sucker Punch is shifting what they're doing. They're going from the high-flying superhero who's, you know, gliding all over shit, running all over town, running up walls, doing all that crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's just been Sucker Punch in general. They went yeah. from Sly Cooper to Infamous and now to Samurai's. Let's go. Yeah, I'm I love it. It's, it. A, it's a big shift. I, I think it's a bold move. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it because everything that they've shown, the game looks beautiful. So I'm really interested to mm-hmm. see how it's going to play. But then, of course, the big ones for me are Marvel's Avengers. I am very much looking forward to that because I love the Avengers. Like, I can't get enough of that. Uh, Call me a sucker for all things Marvel, but I do love the fucking Avengers. So (laughs) I'm very much looking forward to it. I know it got a little bit of flack for the character models. I still don't think the character models are that bad. I think, like, you can make a joke here and there, but I still think everything will be kind of fleshed out. When it all comes they out. They made Black Widow look better that second time around. Yeah, the they definitely did some editing. So mm-hmm. th- there's there's clearly, they're, they're listening. And from what I've heard from the gameplay, it does feel fun. Like, it's cool to use some of the different characters. Naturally, they were saying, like, Black Widow was, like, the least fun to use because it's, like, she, all she does really? is, like, punch and kick. She looks, she looks like one of the more fun characters to me. Yeah, but then you got, like, Thor. They said the hammer throwing feels good. So that's what I was worried okay. about because once you have you're in a, we're in a post God of War world now. That that that, you know? <laughs> that so, callback's got to be spicy. Yeah, the Leviathan X, oof, that was smooth. So you have a lot to compete with, especially when you're Thor. You're you're the guy who like invented that. So you got to mm-hmm. make sure that that feels good. So I, I'm liking what I'm hearing about it. But then of course, Cyberpunk 2077 is that one. Has that one always been on your radar as well? No, it has I will not. definitely say it hasn't been. Um, because to me, I'm very much not a GTA type person. Yep. Like GTA, Watch Dogs, any kind of like those open world sandboxy games, I always dabble in. And then as I'm playing through it, I realize, oh, yeah, I don't like these games. And I stop. <laughs> like I still haven't beaten GTA 5, uh, Watch Dogs 1. I played I played for a little bit and then I realized I was like, yeah, same, same crap. Um, and Cyberpunk, I knew kind of was going to be that. But then the more they show off for it, like, it just looks interesting. Yeah. Like, the world that they're building and just the scope of what CD Projekt Red is capable of, that's what has me going for it. Yep. And then they announced Keanu, and I was like, damn it. (laughs) Damn it. They got Keanu. Run the Jewels is going to be doing some music for it. I was like, oh, man, you're catering to things that I like. (laughs) So... They really hit the Keanu at like the height of his popularity. Like they they cashed Honestly. in. They knew what they were doing with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm excited for it still. Definitely, I was regardless. I was still gonna try picking it up in um, April because that would have been a month out from Final Fantasy. Right, right. I would have been able to be cool off of that. Persona Five. I'm just gonna end up playing casually because it took me 
fucking two years to beat that game anyway yeah so <laughs> i'm just like i'll play that i I know i love persona 5 and i'll enjoy the new stuff that they're doing but i know what i'm getting myself into right um i'm going into cyberpunk with the same curiosity that i had with death stranding where i want to play it to experience it and understand it because yeah at the end of the day we don't know shit about cyberpunk we really don't like I, like I, at all it's, it's kind of crazy <laughs> how much shit kojima got for his vague trailers and this, like, like you're completely right. We don't, we know the setting. We get it. It's a cyberpunk thing, and you're, you're, you have these two different characters, and that's it. But like, that's about it. Like, we don't know what the main goal mm-hmm. is. Like, what, what they're trying to really accomplish. We don't know who the possible antagonists are. Like, if you ask me to, ex- just like, oh, do you know what cyberpunk's gonna be out? Nope, not nope. a goddamn thing. I couldn't tell you shit. I just know it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I got. It does look amazing. And I actually have finally started playing The Witcher Three because of all the downtime we have right now between big releases. So I finally started dabbling with that, and it it still holds up well for being what like a four year old game. Mm-hmm. When we did the conversation last episode all about the games of the decade, The Witcher got brought up and like people have talked about the combat and how the combat's not that great. I feel like the combat's pretty fluid. Like compared to mm-hmm. other RPG style games I've played, the, like I feel like the combat in this is way better than the combat I've seen in like Dragon Age Inquisition or something like that. So Yeah. I I, I, I am enjoying my time with The Witcher, but I am really looking forward to what they're gonna do with this crazy setting and i don't know it's something weird about it i actually kind of almost think i might prefer it in this first person that they're going to be doing with cyberpunk like because i mm-hmm. i would always play like skyrim in first person mode i'd never go into third person mode with that i think i played the elder scrolls online the same way like in first person mode um so i'm cool with it making that shift but really the setting is what's intriguing to me because it is like that modern style sandbox and that is something that appeals to me because i love like gta and red dead and i'm a sucker for Mm -hmm. all those goddamn far cry games that are all like those just checklist open world that's probably one of the main reasons i love spider-man so much is it kind of follows that formula where it's like clear out these areas of all these things but i love that shit like Spider-Man was just a fun-ass, fun yeah, video game. Yeah, man, though. I always go back to it. was just a video it. game as video game. It's and so I loved good. It. That sh- the fighting that. I got that. platinum within a week. That yeah. shit was fun. I could not <laughs> stop playing that. I had to platinum that because, goddamn, the combat is so good. I remember I went from playing Spider-Man back to playing uh, Batman. I think I was playing Arkham City. And mm. I had to, like, slow all my combat down for Batman because the timing is different. Like, you have to, like, yep. hit it at a certain time where Spider-Man, it's all, like, just quick reflexes. It's like, oh, you see something to the right, it. hit You're it. Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, now you get me talking. I want to go back because I started a new game plus on it a while back. And I'm, like, I think, like, halfway through. So I kind of just want to go back again. I, I fucking love playing Spider-Man. That game is great. I need to go back and play the DLCs. I haven't played it since so, since it came out. So if you're, I hear the DLCs. Mm. The DLCs are good if you're going to play them the way that you probably are. Where you'll play them in succession. Where I play them okay. one at a time when they released. They're not that great when you're playing them piecemeal. If you play them all together, it's not a bad little additional story. I will say some of the... Because, like, Screwball comes back, and, like, you have to do Screwball challenges if you want to get the trophies for the DLC. And some of those challenges are just super annoying. Like, it actually got to the point where I had to put the game down. I still need to go back and finish some of her her challenges if I want to get all the DLC trophies. I platinumed it before the DLC came out, though. 
So I got that. <laughs> as long as I got the platinum, yeah. I'm satisfied. Yeah. The UFC trophies are kind of side <laughs> yeah. things for me. I'm like, eh, I think I'm... <laughs> So it is it is kind of crazy how we do have all these amazing games coming out. But then the, the end of the year, the big shit, we get Xbox Series X, which is more of it's more than just like a new console for Xbox. It's kind of Xbox shifting or, you know, accenting the shift that they've already been doing over the past couple of years with kind of their model and how they kind of view what their service I is. It. I love it, too. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a huge success for them. And then, of course, we got the PS5, which I'm naturally very excited for because I know with PS5 comes all the Sony exclusives. And we're literally set up for God of War sequel, Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, Spider-Man mm-hmm. sequel, and, I mean, I guess to, like, a lesser extent, a Days Gone sequel. I I was I ended up being a fan of Days Gone, but it sets up very well. I was like, mm. That one, okay. I, think, I think you might enjoy like the horde hunting because it is a because i know you're not a big like sandbox open world guy but this open world is very different because it's not so much that you can really like hang out and do shit because like the world is literally trying to kill you so like if you get hurt don't get me wrong like (laughs) open worlds like horizon stuff like like open worlds where i'm like this is just a beautiful world it's more of like sandbox yeah. and GTA types. That's where I'm kind of like, ah, oh, no. I don't know. I think, I think you, I know. you might enjoy Worlds like that, gone. I'm into. Yeah, because the horde okay. hunting gets addicting. Like, once you get a pretty solid layout after you've ranked up a bit, it just becomes mm-hmm. like you can do it for sport. And they've actually added in a feature now where once you've cleared a horde, you can reset it if you want and go do it again. So okay. it's pretty good. I would recommend it. But with uh, Xbox Series X. So I think they're they're the one that's going to kind of dominate some of the conversation because we kind of know what we're going to get with PS5. I think the specs on both of these are going to be very similar. They're going to operate yeah. a little bit more like PCs kind of do. Curious to see what the price is going to be. I still think they're both going to try to stay around that 400 500 range because I think I think so. You too. end up you're playing with fire once you go to that 600 range as we saw with the PS3. That was not good. I think <laughs> I think the difference between both the PS3 launch and even um, the the Xbox One launch with their prices, they PS3's problem was that it was a it didn't have good launches. It was hard for developers to work for, so everything ran terribly on PS3. Yep. And also, I don't think the world was ready for anything being six hundred dollars back then in the gaming space. Nope. I wasn't. And <laughs> it, shit, I didn't get one to like 2010 or something like that. I was straight with my PS2 for years. Um, <laughs> and then for Xbox One, they just had bad faith going into it from that E3. Oh, yeah. That was a big difference there. So, like, you're asking for a big, for this large price tag, and you're telling me that I can't, I can't play stuff I borrowed from my friend, I bought used. I'd always have to be online with my internet shitty. Like they had so much bad faith going into Xbox yeah. One that the past seven years they've been that at this point I say they've recovered from. And oh, yeah, but there's still there's still people out there who are like, Oh, Xbox One this, Xbox One that and I'm very much a PlayStation person. Yep. But I recognize when I know, we're a, a company's doing good hoodie. and game <laughs> right? Facts. Um like I'll PlayStation five, I'll buy it whatever, because I'm going to do that. Oh yeah. But the Series X, they already just with Game Pass and how they've been just all for the players. Thank you, Phil Spencer, because you're a fucking amazing gentleman out there, sir, doing what you're doing. Yeah. Because, like, Outer Worlds, that's how I've been playing it through Game Pass. Same here. After Party, I played through Game Pass. 
fuck. Like, there's so many games on Game Pass that I'm like, I would have never bought that. I know a Plague Tale but just I hit. I play it. I just, it, it's, a, yeah. it's a bummer because I just bought a Plague Tale. I don't feel bad about that because I, like, I'm very much okay with supporting that the, that studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was funny because I was like, damn, that's just another amazing game that now, if you have it on PC, you get it for $5 a month. Like, Mm-hmm. it's crazy indivisible um just got announced to be at it yeah. i got that for black friday and i'm like well that's another game i just bought but fuck it cool yeah um there's so many there's so many things that they're doing just has good faith and so let me ask you this how are you feeling about playstation's rollout for their information i think it's like i don't I, i'm not surprised they're taking the approach they're taking because Again, like they've been kind of on top of the mountain for the past this entire decade, uh, because of, well, not this entire decade, but this entire generation. So they've been kind of sitting on top of the mountain. So they and they also know because, like I said, they they already have an ingrained lineup of exclusives. Sure, it's not going to all mm-hmm. come out right away, but we already know there's a handful of sequels to amazing games that are ready to be they're probably already being there's a roadmap laid out exactly. in the future and then that's not mm-hmm. even counting all of the new ips that we're definitely going to get when ps5 launches Godfall is already something we have lined up yeah exactly which, which is crazy like sword based borderlands one. fuck it yeah <laughs> like why not because <laughs> it, it's a nice little play on the the whole loot shooter genre because instead of shooting it's like all right Let's, let's be sword boys and you know have, have a fun no, time no, with I'm that it's like oh s- sick armor swords yeah, let's go let's do it i'm with it so i don't like i'm not gonna get upset that they're not like telling us all what's going on because i know like i still think in february i think we're gonna get something i think we get the reveal I'm right there with you where whether it's like the box reveal or if we just straight up get like a release date and a price point i think we get some type of event in february and then around E3, probably not even in June, but I'd say maybe even like July. Because, again, I don't think Sony needs to get these headlines around E3. So, like, people always kind of assume, like, oh, they're not going to go to E3. They'll probably do something on their own. They didn't do anything on their own, really, this past year. They did a little state of play, but it wasn't anything major. So, yeah. they they know they don't need to, like, dominate these headlines when other people are trying to get all the headlines. Because they know when they do show something they are going to dominate the headlines because people Mm -hmm. will all be talking about it. I think they're in a good position because all they really have to do is make it affordable. So if they, if they stick to like the 400, $500 price range, you're going to keep the consumers happy because we know the tech is going to be there. Like it's not going to be very different from what Xbox series X is. There might be minor discrepancies like we have with PS4 pro and Xbox one, uh, Xbox one X. But mm-hmm. it's 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 gonna be hardly noticeable to the naked eye. Like we can only see so much, you know. <laughs> Honestly, like all the all the spec jargon that they're toting for both of the yeah. systems, I'm like, I don't know what any of that shit means. Is it gonna be pretty? Am I gonna be able to export it? Yeah. What games it got? That's the that's the important. That's thing. the thing I care about. Games and what they're talking about, like these minimal or to to no load times. That shit's really cool to me. I think that's a huge that's seller. Make that shit. Happen. And if it works the way that it seems like it's gonna work, then yeah, I think that's gonna be one of those big moves that kind of stuns people because it's still gonna be more affordable than most gaming PCs. Because if you want one that's going to function like a gaming system would, you probably have to pay at least $800 for it. And that's if yeah, you get... I was get just like, about to say yeah. it was like 800 minimum. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think 
either one of these systems will even get near that amount of money. I think at the most mm-hmm. they'd hit 600 and I still think they'd try to do anything that they could to avoid that dollar amount. So I think Sony's yeah. all right. I, they'll announce it when they'll announce it and they're going to get attention when they're going to get attention. But I will say the coolest thing about all this is the shift that Microsoft has done because Games Pass has really turned into like what they're all about. It's not about you know what system you play it on it's about being able to play these games wherever whenever and i love that approach where it's they're focusing on the x cloud because what they have that stadia doesn't have is they actually do have a lineup of games <laughs> and i will also vouch for x cloud against stadia because i've tried both of them I, have you uh are you part of the beta for X-Cloud? no i'm not that shit is awesome i'm gonna man. have to get on that like one. I've tried it out, um, like, I've tried out um, Bloodstain that runs good, DMC5 I've tried, and it's maybe, like, a half second to a second delay. I played Tekken 7 online, and it worked. Holy shit. I can't, I can't play a single-player offline match of Samurai Showdown on Stadia without oh my God. wondering how I teleported to the other side of the screen. Jesus. It doesn't make sense. XCloud is just a astronomical, like for this beta, just light years ahead of Stadia right now, and I'm not understanding how it's working. And I'm just like, okay, my laptop and my phone are running off with the same Wi-Fi connection. Why is one thing? Why can I play an online game on one thing and can't even run a single player match on the other? It doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah. It's it's weird. It's almost like Microsoft is just like already leaps and bounds ahead of what Google is, and it sucks because like. I think Google could have had something if they took their time with it, but it really just seems like they just rushed it out to get it out. Like it doesn't seem like they, they really announced had it, it and it was out. Yeah, it seems like they just delays people. Oh my god, they just don't to... announce shit until you know it's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Stadia is ever going to be good, unfortunately. <laughs> but hey, man, I I have a I have a listener, love you, Ray. Um, one of my friends who who just stands by Stadia with all of his being. I respect I, that though. You know, you gotta go down. I respect with the ship him, sometimes. but also I <laughs> I make fun of him so much because I'm like, dog, he's the one who gave me one of the buddy passes so I could try yeah. it. So I'm just like, I'm like Ray. I'm not talking crap just to talk crap. You gave me a reason to try this, yeah. and I'm talking crap from experience. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, the he's why. the band on the Titanic. He's just like, all right. We're just going to play till it's over, boys. <laughs> Honestly, but I don't know. I just, like, when it comes, Xbox, I, they're okay. Like, they've announced what they needed to announce. Yeah. We'll see a lot from them on E3. I just feel that PlayStation's getting a little bit cocky. Like, I can see that They for have sure. a reason to. Yeah, because it is, it's, it's, it makes you a little wary because it's like, PS3 wasn't that long ago. We still remember. It can go badly, mm-hmm. so please don't let it go badly. But it's just like we've seen how this flip flop happened. Yeah. 360 was on top last gen, PS4 this year. Yeah. Let's PlayStation. Let, let just. I want them to humble themselves a little bit because of how much they like crossplay. How long did it take for them to finally cave and be like, yeah. "This is fine." They're now th- these rumors going on that Horizon might be coming to PC. I we love know it. Death Stranding is going to be coming to PC. I'm like, thank you, thank you, cool. Make those happen because then you'll be on board with that. Hey, play these amazing games yeah. where you want to. Be about that. The Wired articles are weird to me. Like that's a weird way to announce PS5 to show off all this stuff. Like I don't like somebody. It's weird. Somebody, somebody at PlayStation has a relative at Wired, and they're just like slipping them all the scoops. <laughs> like that must be what's Honestly, going on here. <laughs> I'm just like they're too quiet on certain fronts, and 
I agree with you 100% on because of the position that they've been in this entire time. They're they're allowed to to be a little cocky. They're allowed to feel themselves a bit. Yeah, but, but don't not too much. Don't feel themselves too much to the point where everybody's actually starting to notice how much goodwill Xbox is doing while they're being the guy in the corner like, mm, I don't feel like it right now because that's what PlayStation feels like. I know that I, I will say this past year it got much better with the the crossplay, and I think if they keep just doing that type of shit, just like stop trying to stick up your nose to like everybody who's just trying to play games with their friends like as long as they keep making that stuff just go smoother then again they're always going to sell consoles and games because they have games to play and Mm -hmm. i think microsoft is finally doing some good things because they they got some good studios naturally i'm looking forward to um cinema saga hellblade Hellblade 2 i I was a big fan yeah Oh my god, the game's amazing! And then they announced that uh that game Mara today. Oh yes, Project Mara. I need to I need to check that trailer out. Um, but I am happy because they're Microsoft's making it so you can actually play Hellblade Two on PC. So you don't actually need to buy the Series X. And so that's just going to their whole new model where it's like we just want you to play the games. And now we're actually starting to focus on those games again. We we screwed up last time. So here, mm-hmm. here's what we're working on now. You know we got other stuff. You know Halo's coming right down the pipe as well. So they're they're doing the work, which that is needs launching to be done. with the system exactly. Which is a great idea. It's like it's launching with it. <laughs> Boom, right there. You got you got your system seller. Yeah. Or just play it on PC because you can. I know that's probably <laughs> the way I'm gonna do it. Just because I can only realistically justify buying one of those systems at launch. <laughs> the other one may have to wait. <laughs> Yep, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of right there. And with that's you. if I even and buy if, an if, Xbox if, uh, because I if if I can just play all the games on PC, I'm just gonna stick with that because I already have ahead. one. <laughs> and PlayStation, if the rumors are true and you end up being fully backwards compatible, oh please be true, please be true. Oh God, yeah, because one through four. Oh, oh God, man, <laughs> I would I would love that just because I, it's such a hassle to go back to the PS3. It's so it's just so slow and like it feels archaic at this point. Even the PS4 is starting to feel a little slow. <laughs> I have my Vita specifically for PS1 classics at this point. Oh, that's man. the reason why I, I still love my Vita. But I'm like, I still got PS2 games. I got PS1 games that some weird PS1 games that will never end up on any store. Yeah, I I I'd like to play that on a thing without pulling out. PS one through three. I know. Please and thank you. I all I have is my three left, and it sucks because it it doesn't play PS two games. So I'm just completely out on that. It's a real bummer because PS two, god damn it, had so many good games. But my goodness, we we, we might be sidetracked. We we might have to just do like a, a a history of PlayStation podcast. I think that would be a fun topic for you and I. <laughs> I'd love that. That would be a good one. So that we're, you know what, mark that one down. We're gonna have to pencil that one in for for some some time in the coming months. <laughs> Oh yeah, but I'm here for it. We got 2020 is already looking pretty pretty chaotic. We got a bunch of games coming out. We got the new systems at year end. So if to wrap everything up, if you had just, I would say because we already talked about like our most anticipated. What's one that's kind of flying under your radar that you're keeping an eye on that you think might end up surprising you in 2020? I want to say it might be Doom for me personally i'm i'm actually um, i'm, I'm kind of with you on that because like i mentioned i'm not i wasn't ever a huge doom fan yeah like i still need to play through doom 2016 like i dabbled in it and i liked it and it just kicked my teeth in a lot and i'm very much a dark souls boy yeah i love that shit but shooting dying is a different feeling <laughs> <laughs> um 
But like with that new trailer for Doom Eternal, I was like, Fuck. yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even really planning on getting you, but look at who you pumping Doom guy up to be that dude, and I'm here for it <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, no, as of right now, I'd say Doom Eternal, and the thing too is that this is we're still very early in the year. And we don't know what's coming out past May besides these games that got delayed. That's true. There's a whole second half of the year that is full of unknowns. And I know within the probably be definitely way before E3, we're about to learn a lot. Like we still haven't had a proper Nintendo Direct yet. Yeah. There hasn't been a single state of play. Um, what's the Xbox event called that they do? Um, oh, why can't I remember that? It's like they do one in uh, February too, don't they? It's they, they do theirs kind of randomly yeah. too, but they tend to line up on the same day. So I think there was like that indie direct that came uh, that happened the same day as a state of play, and then the next day was the Xbox thing inside Xbox. Oh yes, there you go. Yeah, they have those. So I'm like, we haven't had any proper one this year besides our Pokemon and Smash directs these past couple weeks. So there's still a lot we don't even know about, and this the way this year feels already feels like it's going to be another 2017 which is terrifying because 2017 was godlike yeah there's too many good games in it 2017 wasn't fair <laughs> and that's what this year's looking like it's about to like, be 2017 so. and 2018 was just two years of just good game after good game after good game and you were just like this is what i've been living for like this is the moment mm-hmm. right here and now we kind of have that, but we also have the new systems just like peeking out over like, hey, we're coming too. Yeah. And so, man, and like I'm, 2020, it's going to be a hell of a year. I'm thinking back to 2013, which was also a good year because that was, that was the year the first Last of Us came out. We got Bioshock Infinite that year, uh, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, yeah. like Xbox One and PS4 are launched. Like console years are always interesting. And also the big part, about these new systems launching with the games that are coming out how do you think it's going to flow into one another especially with something like cyberpunk coming so close to when those systems will eventually launch yeah because it sounds like i think they said cyberpunk they're not going to have like uh what is a specifically optimized version for the series x or the the ps5 Mm. but it doesn't matter like because it, it sounds gonna like, be yeah, compatible. you're going to be able to play it, and th- those systems are just going to be more powerful, so it'll run better. So, I mean, that I, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge because this this is very reminiscent for me of the end of PS3 when The Last of Us came out right at the end of PS3's life cycle because that really pushed PS3 to like at all of its limits, and I really feel like we're going to see that with these games, like Cyberpunk, Last of mm-hmm. Us. I really think that's going to end up trying to push like PS4 and the current Xbox One X like to their limits to see like, all right, what can we really pump out of these? And then you'll see that they'll just run much smoother on PS5 and Series X. Yeah, it's you're gonna see. Do you have any um, do you have any predictions on on when they're coming out? So uh, I I think Sony's gonna try to do what they did with PS4 and try to get it in like the beginning half of November because I believe Mm -hmm. it was November 13th or November 14th, 2013 when it came out. November 15th for PS4, I think. And I think November 21st for the Xbox one. I know they came out exactly a week apart from one another. And so I do think they'll try to do that again. Um, 
like again, I don't know if it's like, or maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be cocky and they'll just whatever. They'll just wait for Xbox to announce their release date. I do think PS Five is well. Sony's going to be like reactionary to like what Xbox does. I don't think Sony announces their release date until after we hear what Xbox's is. Hmm. Well, if we get this event, it would be curious. I'd be very interested if once, because. I'm very much with you with the February thing. Like, yeah. it makes the most sense. It like, really February, does. If February comes and like, goes and we don't hear anything, it's going to be devastated. I'm going to be stuck. Yeah. I'm going to be stuck and confused because I'm like, all right, we're too, we're now getting way too close to E3. Yeah. Your guys aren't going to be there. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, Xbox can do what they want. They've already, they've already dropped the ball on the table and said, hey, here's the Series X. At the Game Awards, that should have ended the show, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, definitely should have <laughs> fucking ended the show. That Jesus, the show. crossroads. And, fast and then and for furious. Xbox, we um, <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> um, we they've only shown us one version of uh the Xbox because they said there there's going to be multiple yeah. versions. So we just know we have the Series X because it is just called Xbox, and this is the Series X. Yeah. So we'll get a series whatever series or whatever series s so just be the series series s i know <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll have to see if playstation decides to have that same energy and be like we have more than one skew i doubt it but I, yeah i'd be stunned if they did that because i know they did that back with what ps3 they had the 20 gigabyte and the 60 gigabyte those were like the two different ones it's like who the fuck is buying the 20 gigabyte like <laughs> Yeah, that like exactly. But remember, back in the day, we didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as bad because we weren't really installing game. Like we weren't downloading many games at the fir- at the height of it. I think I think the PS3 I have now is like 250 gigabytes. <laughs> I think I end up getting. I have a 500 gig one. Yeah, because at at, at the tail end, I was ended up I, because of PS Plus. I just kept downloading games because like every month you get these new free games, and that ended up eating up a lot of hard drive. Mm-hmm. And now we're over here. Shoot, this Kingdom Hearts update was eight gigs. Oh my god! I uh, I I, <laughs> I like, splurged shit. and I bought an external hard drive, so I bought a two terabyte one on top of the the one terabyte. So I have three terabytes, which is great. But I already like am approaching like the limits because I just like I went crazy. I was just like, I'm gonna download all the games I have. This is great. <laughs> I have the same thing. Bro, I still be deleting stuff. Yeah, it's dumb. It's it's tough. It's, <laughs> especially because Call of Duty, every update I get, it's like twenty gigabytes. That thing's at like hundred forty gigabytes now. <laughs> it's insane. That's insane. See, that's more than your PS3. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Every time I look at that thing, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how do you get another another set of ten gigabytes? But anyway, twenty twenty. Good lord, it's gonna be a great year. But I think this is probably a good time where we can start wrapping up the show because I we've we've I mean there's so much to talk about but we're gonna have to save some other things for other episodes before we oh, yeah. we close <laughs> things down. One last time, where can the folks find you on the internet and where can they find you doing your podcasting goodness? You can find me anywhere at xx shadow kami xx. Hear me gush about Monster Hunter, which I refrained from doing because I yearned to play that today too. But Kingdom Hearts. And you can find me and my boys talking about Monster Hunter and Kingdom Hearts at Rusty Rupees anywhere. If you look for us on Twitter, that's Rusty Rupees with two Ys because Twitter's some hoes. <laughs> and yeah. I'll be sure I'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well. So that way everybody out there when you listen to this episode, just go to the uh the info 
right on the episode and click on the links because then you can find all his great work. But Darren, this has been so much fun. We're gonna definitely going to have you on again because, I, like I said, now I got the wheels turning. There's PlayStation podcast episodes in mind that I have, and I think you might just be the person for it. So Please we're going to have to have you back. You. <laughs> yes, it has been fun. Thank you for having me on, sir. Of course. I appreciate it. It's been a good time. So if you've been listening to this and you have some impressive thoughts about what's to come in 2020, give us a call at 347-509-5620. Leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on a future episode of the podcast. But it is time to wind down the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you go on whatever podcast service you listen to us on. Subscribe to us. Give us a like. Write us a review. It goes a long way. We appreciate the support. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Plus One Player. And if you want, come and join the Discord. We have a link in the Twitter bio. We'd love to have you, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, I hope your 2020 sucks. Fuck you guys. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you guys. But (laughs) episode 110, this has been a blast. It's winding down. We need to shut it out. It's time to close the doors on another fun-filled episode. We hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon.